Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Grant McCaslin discusses his roster and the Big 12 wants to stack pesos next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts every day. So thank you for that. And maybe I should say muchas gracias. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. And it is a (laughs) kind of episode today, Chris, as we kick it off south of the border. Down Mexico way. At least that's what they tell me. I'm having some hard times piecing this together because uh, it's something my brain has truly never conceived of prior to this week. But we're going to get into some hoops on today's episode. We will actually hear from Texas Tech head coach Grant McCaslin coming up before we're out of here on current roster, what his roster needs, and some things in between. But Chris, let's begin with another wild idea uh, from the guy I called the grand innovator last week, that one Brett Yormark, Big 12 Conference Commissioner. And uh, I'll let you set the table for us here because there's a wild idea being kicked around as it relates to conference hoops and eventually, I guess, conference football uh, in Mexico. So those words may be something you never considered together, but we will <laughs> today, man. What's this all about? Yeah, I uh, I don't think this is an idea. I think this is uh, was an idea that's now about to be reality. Um, so we have talked about Brett Yormark um, expanding the footprint outside the box. He's been praised for a, a lot of these things and trying to, you know, just just expand the reach of of this league. This one is uh, this one is not being as well received by some of the the fan type folks and 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 whatnot that that I have seen since it was kind of introduced, but I do think this is happening. Um, I think that you know I, I think that you're you're going to see basketball and football played in Monterey and Mexico City. Um, <laughs> I think on a multi-year agreement Uh, here, here is the, you know, here's what's fascinating to me. You know what? um, Cause here, here, I guess when when I see this here, here are the questions I I have who has to give up home games to, Mm -hmm. to, you know, you know, and, and as a league, are you cause you know, the NFL is the same way. The NFL, like, Hey, those teams, like, Hey, you can only, put us on so many Thursday nights otherwise we just say no you know we're not that, that's not fair um I think that the the NFL Europe uh and, and even in the Mexico City uh, those games you wouldn't do that to a team every season you wouldn't do it to a team twice in the season I mean there's some limitations on it so I'm real curious how that is supposed to look and like who who is selected do they have a choice there can they volunteer there I mean, can they, you know, like, is this somebody where everybody eventually over a 10-year agreement or a five-year agreement, everybody's got to do it one time? So it's it's kind of fair. You see what I'm saying? So that's what yeah. 
that, that's what I'm kind of uh, wondering about. But at the end of the day, I bet this is attached to some serious revenue. Otherwise, uh, Brett Yormark wouldn't be doing it. And so the flip side is, you know, hey, I'm trying to generate revenue here. I'm trying to get money for the league. And so we, we can't always be mad or frustrated if, if, if that's one of the complaints you're trying to catch up and trying to bridge the gap between the, the Big Ten and the SEC. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm saying I think schools uh, would, would, would be the ones kind of saying we, we need to make up some of this this ground here on some of this uh, revenue gap that we see uh, with, with payouts and all those things. But maybe Brett Yormark is trying to, you know, uh, figure out some different ways, very outside the box way, outside the box ways of trying to, to you know, create some revenue there. But would I be excited about Texas Tech football playing in Mexico City or Monterey, Mexico? I, I don't guess I would. I don't. I don't think that the general fan base would like see that. But that may not be what this is about. This may be about taking your product and and for the local uh, folks there to to really sink their teeth in. Because I think I gather that's exactly what happens with the NFL. Whenever the Cowboys go, it's not like everybody leaves you know the state of Texas and goes down there and watches. It, it's just uh, all all the all the residents there just kind of they they love American football. They love the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that that's well, unique yeah. unto itself, uh, a little bit different where you've already got a built-in massive fan base. I mean, massive as it relates to the Dallas Cowboys, at least, since you gave that example. Uh, I don't get it. Um, I'm not so sure <laughs> about – I guess if you're going to do it, you would do it in those places because they're obvious, Monterey or Mexico City. But what about Satevo, Babo Noyaba, Satevo Racetrack, just right outside of that? I mean, I've seen that on a college football Saturday. Beautiful scene. Um so you've gotten all the money from the United States of America that is possible to generate. <laughs> that, that's well, got to be the reality if we're doing this to get me on board. Okay, we've squeezed every penny of revenue out of the continental United States, Chris, because there is nothing built in in Mexico for Big 12 sports. No. I mean, the NFL is stretching their legs to go to London or go to Mexico. And again, that's a way different experience, but they're still stretching their legs a little just to do that there is no big 12 or built in anything with the big 12 in Mexico. I, I just need a big rundown on why this came to be um, and what the revenue is, is generated from. Is it television contracts? Is it tell sell <laughs> uh, advertising contracts in Mexico? Who's generating this revenue and anything I I've always felt this way in really any context, Chris, I don't care if you're taking it away to go to, uh, Jerry World in Arlington, or you want to go to the Cotton Bowl, or you want to go to Reliance Stadium. If you're taking away home games, uh, I don't like that ever. If you're taking away games from a college city, um, I don't like that ever to go down somewhere else, especially in a league context. I've kind of made that compromise from a football standpoint because we've had to. Like, All right, I guess some non-conference stuff, your season kickoffs, whatever. Sure. But I hate, I hate taking money out of the pockets of those business owners and that local economy for every college town uh, across America when you have something taken out. Lubbock is a relatively big college city comparatively, and I still hate it uh, for us. So would probably go double or triple for a, a city that's even smaller that you may be plucking something out of. But uh, yeah, I don't really get it. I'm not 
obviously opposed to spreading your wings, but I would just start where I started. Have you gotten every dollar out of the United States economy? And, and that's why we have to go <laughs> elsewhere. I just really like to know how this came about. You know, who brought this to Brett Yormark's desk or who called Brett Yormark from Mexico City is like, I mean, is it Carlos Slim or whatever the guy's name is down there? Uh, the cell phone guy. <laughs> hey, man, I just I've got a ton of money and I've got to put it into something. So do you want to bring a basketball? I have no idea, but I'm uh, I'm skeptical of this. If, Chris, this didn't like lead to the loss of a home date of any kind, non-conference or conference, do whatever you want to, I guess. Uh, I would be a lot more receptive of it if it wasn't really costing you something. Uh, locally and and maybe it maybe it's not i i just I, I think there's some context obviously that we're missing but again you're not doing this if it's for free i mean that, that right. it would make zero sense you know and, and we've seen um you know I, th- I think like you know vegas hosted byu and notre dame last year you know i, I think uh, northwestern has played you know they, they, they've had some wasn't there a game in australia uh, a few years ago I think in, involving Cal and Sonny Dykes, as a matter of fact, I, I think, hmm. um, you know, so, so we, we've seen some of this introduced and. Hey, what I about think, the Tokyo bowl? <laughs> yeah. In Oklahoma State. The, the, yeah. The Red Raiders in Oklahoma state for oh, sure. Uh, the Barry Sanders era, right? That's I right. think yeah. it's right. He won the Heisman that day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think, I, or either that or he'd already won it. And then the game was yeah, played at such a weird time. I can't remember how that uh, went down, but um you know, I, I think Notre Dame has tried to play in Dublin, uh, Ireland, I think. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been some different things. So, I, I, you're right. I mean, are you having to give up any home games? Would Is this just kind of like, you know, would be treated like a bowl game or something? Is, right. is like, is there a reward for, for the schools that say, hey, man, sure, I'll do it. Is, that, is there a benefit to them? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that uh, there needs to be. And, and, and what kind of, you know, multi-year agreement are we talking? Because the first – the first basketball game that's been reported that the, that they're looking hard at is Kansas and Houston uh, is, is the showcase game uh, to kind of break the seal on on this agreement and, and and ultimately here so let me skip back to the very beginning here what you've got is you've got the conference meetings going on or some conference meetings going on this week uh, involving the Big Twelve they are in Arizona uh, and and I think so you've got commissioner you've got athletic directors I believe I can't remember there's a lot of decision makers there uh, as, as it relates to the, the league and so you could get everything from realignment rumors to basketball scheduling kind of stuff to new bowl game tie-ins to uh, new 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 championship game locations I mean you can get all kinds of conference business rumors kind of coming out this week. Or you could get a bunch of, hey man, we really didn't decide anything, you know, what, whatever. So, uh, but but that's expect some more conference related news uh, to trickle out this week. But this was the first. It was uh, I was like I did a double take. I don't mind right. telling you that I'm like whoa because this is he's trying to treat it. I mean, you know, the the NBA has kind of looked at at these things that we already just talked about the NFL. I think Major League Baseball has done this. I mean, they did the the Field of Dreams game, but I think they've played some games outside of the U.S. Yeah. Uh, and, and things like that. And so that's what, yeah, that's what you're, you're you're looking at here. And I just, I wouldn't have thought it it would be financially that beneficial to do it. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what I don't know, right? I don't know how much money is attached to this, but I guarantee you 
again, as I said, you're not doing this for free. And there's probably some revenue that you can tap into that if you've tapped into all the wells in the continental United States and there's no, no more, they're, they're dry. Just keep, you know, pumping that, you know, but I guess Mexico, maybe there, there's something there. I don't know. I really don't. Have you ever been to Mexico city? I have not uh, been to various parts of uh, Mexico and I, yeah. I did watch the game. I think it was a Monday night game between the Cardinals and the Rams maybe uh, last year as the Cardinals and somebody, and it was the NFL game. Cause that's when, that's when one of the Cardinals coaches kind of stepped out and there was some controversy about what he was doing the night before the game. And, you know, they fired him and sent him home. <laughs> Taking in some of the local True. entertainment. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. I was watching that, the hard knocks on HBO and they were following the Cardinals because I was interested because right. of Cliff yeah, and everything. Yeah. And so I, I remember seeing some background there. And, uh, Kevin you know, Kilgore or something like that, I think. I, I think he was the former UTEP head coach. Sure, and, he's glad that I remembered his name, too. Yeah, that's right. Liv Schreiber is <laughs> like, yeah, Liv Schreiber is doing the, the PA or the, the announcing, right. the narrating on it. And he's like, and, you know, we, you know, he's just, it was funny there as he's narrating <laughs> that part. But, well, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just got a lot of questions about this, but it does seem like it's very advanced down the road already. So we'll be curious to see maybe what this looks like when it happens because it feels like it's going to happen whether you like it or not. But if you have not uh, squeezed every drop uh, available to you revenue-wise as a league out of what you got going on in the USA, I'm not sure why uh, uh, why you want to fish elsewhere yet, but maybe I'll be made to understand. Okay, we're going to stick uh, with some hoops coming up dead ahead. We're going to hear from Texas Tech head coach Grant McCaslin, who was on the John Rothstein prog- uh, podcast, pardon me, talking about a couple of different things, but we'll get to some stuff regarding his roster. What's he see with it now and what needs to be added to it in days, weeks, and months to come before practice begins? We'll get to all that and more coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, NBA postseason on your mind. Now's the perfect time to get in as a new customer with FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today, and you're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet don't bank. You feel me? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on anything and everything. Money line, point scores, how many fans LeBron gets kicked out in the first quarter, whatever you want, they got it. Plus, FanDuel is even going to let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. Smoking on that same game parlay pack, my man, only with FanDuel. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets today when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba thanks for joining us on locked on texas tech always great to have you along for the ride on the locked on podcast network coming at you from west of the 100th meridian where it's really going down with chris level I'm Casey Cowan. Wanted to take some time to talk tech hoops on today's episode before we're done and take a listen to some comments from Red Raider Hoops head coach Grant McCaslin, who was on the John Rothstein podcast. Will I get it right on this episode? Odds are long. Um, And I really think this is the first or maybe second time I've heard from Coach McCaslin since his introductory press conference. So 
the sounds from Coach McCaslin have been uh, like precious gems to hold on to and pay attention to whenever you get them. I, it may be the first, but maybe there's another one in there somewhere in between. But let's take a listen to a couple of thoughts, Chris, from Coach McCaslin dealing with his roster and what's there currently, what he thinks about it. And then we'll also get to a thought on what he's looking for uh, whenever it comes to additions. But first, the current roster as it stands now and Coach McCaslin's thoughts on it. Here is head coach Grant McCaslin. First and foremost, there's been some some changes. I think that's the difficult part of this is how you, how you move a program forward that has a lot of expectation uh, and then also, you know, we've got a, a really talented roster, but not a lot of people came uh, to Texas Tech to, to play for our staff, which I think makes it hard. And I think this time of year, what we all try to do is do what's best for each individual player and their families and really love them and listen to them and try to hear their heart and do what's best for them this time of year. And then if we do what's best for them, then I think that's ultimately what's going to be best for our program and for the team. You know, it's been in flux, to be honest. And um, But I have a lot of confidence in the guys that are going to stay. Uh, they've got great experience. We had a young roster. I mean, I think that's what's difficult about college basketball, as you know, experience wins. And so I do think that guys got great experience. Um, but we've had some big pieces that have moved on from last year's team uh, that have inser- entered the transfer portal. So uh, we're going to be on that journey of continuing to grow it. But we do love the guys that are, are returning and excited about the, the experience they got in the Big 12 last year. Yeah, you know, and, and, and as you look at it, like a snapshot uh, right now, I mean, you, you've lost – Essentially, all your starters, minus the uh, you know the Pop Isaacs, who was uh, you know a, a regular starter when he was healthy, but you've lost all your starters, and and you could make the argument, you know, your your top backup ish or, or whatever, you know. But I mean, you, you've lost. So think about last year's team right, to this point. You've lost Kevin O'Banner to graduation. You've lost Jalen Tyson. You've lost Daniel Bacho. You've lost Fardos. You've lost Davion Harmon. Uh, th- that is the bulk of your scoring and, and everything like that. And, you, and you've, you've lost this group, K.J. Allen, another one. You've lost this group and you've replaced them with Darian Williams and Chance McMillan to this point, okay, to this point. And so I, I, it appears that the window is not closed yet. There's still about 10 days left, but it appears the way it is trending. Demarion Williams, Kerwin Walton, uh, Lamar Washington – Kyron Lindsey, uh, those those are players that if we had questions about them, it appears that they are going to stay unless there's a late uh, change of mind. We already know about Pop. We already know about uh, um, oh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Robert Jennings. Mr. Excuse Jennings. me. Um, yeah, that's right. And then you know, so but but you still have. Geez, man, uh, five to seven spots on your roster, you know, to fill if you want. And uh, the the next thing you're going to let us hear Coach McCaslin discuss is really, I guess, my first. I don't want to say concern, but but it, it's. I, I think he's going to tell you and, and state an obvious here based on what we just talked about on paper about who, who is who is gone and who who returns. Yeah, let's take a listen to uh, what Coach McCaslin had to say about uh, addressing needs now 
moving forward uh, with the roster as it stands, what it's missing, what he's looking for. Here again is Grant McCaslin. I think like any anybody, size is size and physicality in the Big 12. I mean, you, in order to compete in the Big 12, you better have a very physical offensive and defensive component to you. And, you know, I, I do think there's skill on the roster. I do like the skill level of our guys. I love the 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 heart of our guys. I love the the competitiveness of our guys. We're just going to need to continue to add some size and physicality um, to the roster in order to be able to compete on both sides. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, and, and Grant knows this. Grant's been in this league. He's he monitors this league. They they, they desperately need some some mu- muscle and toughness and some length and. That's why I think you hear them, uh, you know, associated with or re- reaching out to like Jimmy Bell at West Virginia, all 285 pounds of him. That there's Warren Washington, the, the Arizona State kid, that is seven foot. Um, I think that you know the UTEP kid is six eight, two thirty. That they that they've talked about, you know, Kendall Weaver, the point guard at uh, at UTA, is, is six foot three. You know, and so you 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 hear about size, but it's not just you know like a bunch of six eleven seven foot. You you want size at every position, um, and and you know you want longer guards as much as you want you know length uh, in the in the post and on the wing. But yeah, it, it's it you know you're you're getting closer to where you know this this window, if you will, the portal window will close here in about a week to ten days. And so anybody that's not in can't get in and still be eligible uh, for next year. But there's still plenty of targets in the portal that have haven't decided. But th- this next, you know, these next four weeks is really where you're going to see a lot of visits uh, here and elsewhere, and then decisions made. Because typically, okay, not not it's not locked, okay, but it typically kids want to get to where they're they're going to be by the first summer session, you may see some kids go, you know what? I'll, I'll worry about second session of summer school. I'll, I'll kick the can uh, down and, and, and we'll down the road and we'll, we'll wait till early July and second session of summer school. And that's where, cause again, you're missing like in June, not only is there school going on, but there's practices like the, the, they're on the court practices and, and you're, you're in weight, you know, uh, the weight room with your strength coach I mean, all those kinds of things. So Chris, can I, I wanted to ask you about just that before you move on. Um, can you just give me like a general outline of organized activity uh, the summer and then back into the fall semester? Like when is the month when they are not together at all? Or you mentioned June there, like organized time. Is there ever a time they're not together? I know NCAA-wise, maybe they're not. But what does the summer into fall kind of schedule actually look like? Because I think some of us – I know speaking personally, sometimes I get anxious about things needing to happen, but most of that is only because I don't know when the deadlines actually are. I know yeah. like like you're talking about portal windows closing and things like that, but <laughs> – just, just in general, ten thousand foot view. What, what does the schedule actually look like this summer for the team and kind of into the fall semester? Yeah, May and August are are the quieter months. June and July are are are, are big months for a basketball program. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that's just basketball. Okay, I think yeah. football's got a bit of a different deal. But like you know, like this month right now. They can work out with these kids. I think they get like two hours a week. I think is right and. Yeah. 
I think you get more of that in the summer. These these rules have been tweaked and changed. And, and like, so what you get is 30 minutes a day, four days a week, but but that's just on the court instruction. That doesn't count when we do a 30 to 45 minute warm-up or or we, you, you know, I mean, there, there's ways to stretch that out. It's yeah. just meant to be so, uh, but, but they can get instruction at this time of year. But it, it, you're about to hit finals here in a week or so. And then there, there's some time off before they kind of show back up and and all that. And and it, it also appears Cowan too is what I'm talking about players and stuff. Um, you know, Drew Steffi appears to still be uh, you know headed this way. And so you know, there, there's just a lot to still figure out with this roster. Uh, but but they hit it hard in, in June and July. You know, there those are those are where your strength coach and coach Wright, I guess, and then and then you you're you're on the court instruction. That's where you really start you know, getting this thing together, you start install and, and kind of drilling down on different things that you want to be good at. And then after that second session of summer school, there's kind of, you, you, you wind down and, and, and coaches actually kind of go get away a bit for about two weeks in August. And it's always messed my brain up at that point, because that's <laughs> when like people like you and I and our business are at peak busy. <laughs> because it's like what well, you, you're about to take a vacation. It's like August the 18th and like football season is like a week away. And it's like, there's just you know, there's <laughs> right. anticipation and chaos and like all kinds of activity going on. And like, y'all are, you're about to go to Mexico and sit on a beach for a week or something. Yeah. That always messed with my head, but he may be when, going to scout a, a, a location he's about to play in or something. In Mexico. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> Spin it however you can. This is a business trip, honey. Don't yeah. That's right. That's right. But that's why I say these are valuable days for a basketball player and for a program in June, July. Hence the reason that I I think that it's not a a drop dead deadline, but it it really is a is a a bookmark of sorts that, you know, by late May, early June, you have your coaching staff in place. You have the bulk of your roster in place. And again, it's not hard and fast. It doesn't mean you have to have everybody hired or a full roster or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Um, Cause there is lots of you know, movement and, you know, you, timing could be goofy for some kid or some, you know, some coach or whatever, but I'm just saying that, that I, I think we'll get a lot of activity this month, I guess, as, as uh, that first session of summer school kind of gets closer, I guess is my point. But size desperately needed you know you 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 need some toughness you need some rebounding you need some presence on the interior and i don't think you know when you you had four bigs last year robert jennings being one of those and he's the only one left you know and and kyron lindsey really isn't that he's more of a um small forward could play power forward he's not a he's not a power forward that, that could play some center, you know, or anything right. like that. He's, you know, he's athletic. He's got some six, seven size to him and all that. But yeah, that that's why I think you're seeing some of these targets out here have some, uh, some size and length to them for sure. And am I tripping or I thought uh, Chance McMillan was kind of similar as well. Wouldn't he? Six, he's a wing. Six, yeah. He's four? he's six, six, but he's like, you know, two ten or whatever. He's not a, this isn't somebody that's going to defend. Now he can rebound and, and things like that, but I think uh, no, you're, you're not. I mean, you're, you're right there. He's just more of a a little smaller, six four. My bad, but 
yeah. longer than what we saw, I think, on the floor last year. Yeah, and, and you and you may be talking about Darian Williams. Yeah, Chance McMillan is like six three ish, but uh, yeah, Dar- Darian Williams is the six six one. He's yeah. the he's the kind of the the wing player. Chance McMillan is the is the combo guard. Sorry, trying to get back to some of those uh, Tim Burton looking characters. You know, like you said, I think Friday or Monday. Uh, can can touch the window and the wall at the same time when they're standing in the room. You want some of that wings? Miles Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Does Miles Cole have any eligibility? It's been a while since we've yeah. we've had a crossover, man. Joey uh, Hawkins. Joey Hawkins was the guy. I was trying to remember the name. Joey Hawkins. We haven't tried that again in quite a while, so maybe it's uh, it's time to have some crossover. And football and we could have had it the other way. Marcus Santos Silva could have seen some time on the true. on the gridiron, man. You know, That's but true. Uh, yeah. Um, before we uh, wrap it up, Chris, I- anything new uh, as far as what you're hearing or, or what you're feeling? Uh, from a staff standpoint, because there is one large dangling participle out there <laughs> as far as uh, a remaining spot on the staff uh, as an actual assistant and maybe a lead assistant. I, I don't know. But uh, anything new to discuss as far as where we're sitting here kicking open May? Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that you're trying to still add like um... – I, I, you know, the, you come up with a variety of different titles and, and things like that, but you're trying to add like an associate head coach, yeah. you know, type, I guess, if that makes sense, like, you know, lead assistant. And again, I think there's a variety of roles that you, you, you will look to add. Uh, but, you know, I, I will just maintain that based on what I continue to hear that Ben McCollum's name will be mentioned uh, along this until, until you have a full staff and go, okay, we're done hiring and he's not part of it or until he says, I'm not interested. I'm not going, I'll believe his name is in, in this mix, just like Grant McCaslin's name was in this mix until somebody was going to tell me he was not. And that never happened. Yeah. Uh, so that that's, that's how I will feel about Ben McCollum. Look, and I've, I've heard, I've heard a variety of folks say, Hey man, coach McCollum has turned this down or he's, he, he really maintains he wants to be a, a head coach uh, hey, Coach McCausland's making another run at him. Hey, he's, you know, I, I've even heard, though, that he would be brought in here to be like an off-the-court role, like a lead analyst, lead recruiter, lead, lead whatever, you know. And so who knows what is true, what is not. Uh, it's been all over the map. But his name has not really left the hmm. uh, the conversation, as far as I, I can tell. And until it does, I'll, I'll maintain him being a relevant candidate at some level. Uh, and and it, I have no idea the role, but again, you you will you will hire m- many more than just one kind of lead assistant type. You've got a variety of things that you're you're looking to fill here. This just appears to be Coach McCaslin's pace. You know, I mean, I, I think that you know I listened to to that podcast and and it it, it was kind of he talked uh, he talked through uh, that. You know the the stretch of of weeks it felt like when they were going through the NIT, and you know again I, I would have had a hard time operating like that or, or being as disciplined or being as, but I mean he kind of says after that one of those first games against Oklahoma State in Stillwater, you know he's like that's really when it turned and I kind of started to. I knew that we we were gonna you know we had a really good chance at the Texas Tech job. And then he's like, and and I didn't really get into it with my players or anybody else until 45 minutes after we won the NIT championship. And then we, you know, we, you know, so it's just kind of fascinating to hear his version of that. Uh, but um, this just appears to be his pace, man. 
Well, hang in there if you are uh, waiting with bated breath, because as Chris <laughs> has already alluded to, we've got maybe uh, the next 10 days that could feature some action on the player front. And I guess at the same time, any day could feature action on the staff front. But as we just discussed, you view May as a little quieter month from an organized team activity standpoint. So that may be the kind of month where still, again, you're seeing pieces fall into place to then get to some of that organized team activity uh, in June. So not going to be happening uh, necessarily in the next 24 hours, but uh, maybe next week, week and a half. Very interesting in this month in general. Going to be very interesting. If you're kind of looking for that deadline or that stop point uh, out there where you think, okay, it has to happen, whatever it is, better or worse, has to happen by X date. Not quite there just yet, but could be a month or should be a month uh, of May that does include a lot of movement. And yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of it, but while you've got this time still available to you, use it as you please. You know, if this is the time where you want to continue to make a run at someone that you've made a run at previously and now you got to double back or wh whatever the case may be, I don't know. Um, fair enough. I, I don't know if there's justification in getting real uh, anxious or up in arms just from a fan standpoint uh, because we haven't seen it happen already because you're not quite just yet there uh, to that end point when you really need to have things in place. And yeah, there, there has to be some weighing of options, Chris, in this time with just McCollum as an example, or why would you not have had a resolution already? So uh, I'm sure there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes. We don't know what we don't know as you, uh, uh, so brilliantly said earlier in the program. That is a wise, wise statement. Uh, Chris, I do know I had a ball of a time uh, with you here today, man. Appreciate all the insight. Appreciate the perspectives. We're going to need to work on your grito uh, if we do wind up with Arriba. Big 12 hoops. <laughs> and, uh, that's more Looney Tunes, but either way, same universe. Uh, if we do wind up with Big 12 hoops or football in Mexico, wait and find out. Should be interesting. Uh, either way, it's always interesting with Brett Yormark in the mix, I guess. Uh, Chris, we'll cover it with you then, man, whenever it goes down. Thanks for the time today. Sounds good, man. Keep hope alive. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's right. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. We'll see you for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech.